Welcome to Yell Parks Pod, the number one podcast for yelling about parks. Which we're not doing today. (laughs) Yeah, we have a bit of a different episode this month because our recording schedules got all mucked up by people getting sick. And so, just to put something out in November, we are trying something new. A quick little mini episode. Oh, I should say, I'm Ola, uh, E-M or they-them pronouns. Oh yeah, and I am Nick, they-them, please. So, yeah, our our gimmick this time around is we have each secretly picked an animal and... We are going to try to figure out what it's what our two animals' most recent common ancestor might have been like or looked like, while also maybe getting some facts about that animal. So I thought we could start by uh, giving the scientific name of the animal and the other person could guess guess what animal it might be. Okay. Do you want to go first? Sure. So I picked Pfizer macrocephalus. Okay. Any guesses? Well, macro, I'm assuming, means big. And cephalus makes me think cephalopod. Giant squid. Is it a giant squid? Am I totally wrong? You're definitely in the right zone. It is a sperm whale. Oh, okay. I feel pretty good about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And then, yeah, for my little friend, I chose Procyon Lotor, it's maybe pronounced. Procyon Lotor. Um, I have, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm gonna go with... Do you want a hint? A moth. Some sort of moth. Nope. I picked raccoons. That's fantastic. (laughs) All right. So I have the page for the sperm whale up on Wikipedia. This is our level of research for this episode, to be clear. Just about. I don't know if you did more than I did. I'm definitely Wikipedia level for this. Oh, Wikipedia is open on my phone right now. <laughs> that is yeah. it. So you're thinking we could go up the list, sort of species, genus, family, order, class, that sort of thing. Yeah. So wait, before we start, do you want to guess where they finally meet beforehand? I think, I mean, it'll have to be class mammalia, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's my guess. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I'm going to go with that as well. All right. So um, the sperm whale, like I said, Physeter macrocephalus, genus Physeter. And it is the only member of that genus, actually. Mm, That's interesting. Family Physeteridae, of which there are only um, three uh, whales in this family that's not a lot that's kind of surprising yeah the sperm whale the pygmy sperm whale and the dwarf sperm sperm whale 
So specifically sperm whales. Yeah. All three are sperm whales, but like I guess they the other two aren't like aren't true sperm whales or whatever. They aren't when people say sperm whale, they're talking about this specific one and then there are two others that have the same name but are not the one. Yeah, they don't mean the other two little guys. Yeah. And then they're in infraorder cetacea, um, aquatic mammals that includes whales, dolphins, and porpoises. Order Artiodactyla, which that's the kind of part of the reason I picked this one, is I think it's so interesting that whales and dolphins and all cetaceans are in this order of even-toed ungulates, which are generally... Hoofed animals with two toes, basically, or two important toes. It's kind of, it proves that, like, the way we do phylogeny is so, the way we used to do it in, like, stacking together animals that had similar traits, we got it almost right, but if we were still doing it that way, we would never put whales in with giraffes and bison you know right and now we know that they are like related distant cousins closer related than you know i am to a whale yeah and that's very cool that is super cool and then they are uh class mammalia which is where i expect our two animals meet Yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, so they're characterized, according to Wikipedia, by having mammary glands, generally, a neocortex in the brain, fur or hair, and three middle ear bones. But again, like, anything you say about this, it's a generalization, because what it's really all about is the fact that these... uh animals are more closely related than or in history they were at one point evolved from the same animal yeah yeah that's really interesting i mean just like you said like it's like a general idea because i don't i'm gonna say i don't think i'm pretty sure the answer is no and i'm gonna sound not very smart for saying this but i don't think that whales have fur or hair they don't there's no little, mm. there's no little hair. I have to look this up, actually. Okay. Do whales have hair? Yeah, because I don't think they do, but I wouldn't be overly surprised if there was, like, like a thin little layer, you know? Okay. Based on looking it up on the internet, yes, but not can't tell if these sources if these (laughs) these websites are reputable i mean from what i'm seeing the answer is yes like Mm -hmm. not like traditional hair like this here says whales are born with sensory hairs along their jaw and head and some shed them and others keep them yeah so they kind of do but they also kind of don't because they don't have it their whole life and, or at least some of them don't. And I wonder, it must be, like, the same structure, though, or else they wouldn't call it hair. 
right? Right. Where it's like the stuff that it's it comes from the same stuff. So yeah. The answer is sort of. Okay, I don't feel as dumb for saying that now. <laughs> yeah, so tell me more about raccoons. Yes. What families are they in? I would love to tell you. So originally I picked raccoons to give a little background of my thought process for this. I picked them because I was thinking of um, Tanuki, which is like the raccoon dog that is um, primarily in uh, Eastern Asia. Um, And I was curious about how closely related raccoons, the common raccoon and tanuki are and uh the answer is really not they're very not (laughs) related at all oh my oh really yeah well i guess they live pretty far away like when you think about even like since pangea or whatever they would have been on opposite sides right yeah i mean they're also like they're um like raccoon dogs are more i believe they're in the they're like canines um, while raccoons are more related to, like, they're closer related to, like, weasels, um, and things like that, which I just thought was interesting, and I was curious about that, so that's why I started off with this. Um, but yeah, so they are species Procyon Lotor. Um, if anyone speaks Latin, I would love to get an email telling me that I'm saying this wrong. I'm being 100% genuine. Tell me how to say this right. Um, but they are in the genus Procyon. So what that is, is that it's a genus of nocturnal mammals. Um, and so it's mostly um, raccoons, but also um, two other raccoon quote-unquote species. Um, They're technically raccoons, but they live in the tropics, Um, one of them being the crab-eating raccoon, Um, and the other one being, let me grab the name, uh, a pygmy raccoon. So there's only three of them. So we both both had um, groups where it had the main one and then, like, small version. Yeah, yeah, no, I uh, have never heard about crab-eating raccoons, also called southern raccoons, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're very cool-looking, um, also very cute, <laughs> but yeah. And then raccoons are in the family Procyonidae, so what that is, it's a family of generally omnivores, but it has, like, raccoons, ringtails, kinkajous, um, a bunch of other similar critters that I am not fully sure how to pronounce, which is funny because I don't, I don't really read the other critters as, like, North American critters. Like, they're mostly in, like, South America or, like, Central America. Oh, a fun little fact. The red panda was previously classified in this family, but it's now classified in its own family, um, hmm. apparently based on the molecular biology studies. Wow. Yeah, um, going into 
um, something about their DNA sequence has shown that they should be on their own. Hmm. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, raccoons are in the order Carnivora. So that is mostly creatures that are like cat-like or dog-like animals and like everything descended from those. So some examples like hyenas, uh, wolves, um, bears, leopards, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Big cats, the such. Um, And then we hit uh, mammalia, the class of mammals, such as the sperm whale. And yeah, and then, you know, it's in kingdom Animalia. Animalia? (laughs) I don't know how to pronounce anything in this episode, but animals, it's an animal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I believe we would both be um, phylum chordata, so animals with backbones generally in uh, kingdom Animalia. Um, so I was on the Wikipedia page. You can look down under classification of phylogeny. There's a um, there's a cladogram there, a phylogenetic tree, and you can see that Laura Ciaferia splits off into one of them, and Scrotifera. From there, it splits off into Chiroptera and Ferungulata, which Chiroptera is bats. That's cool. So, alright, final answer. Okay. Closest related that our two random animals were. I think it is Grand Order Ferungulata. Wild beasts and ungulates is in quotes here. Yes. That groups together carnivores and such and ungulates. There's something unique about all vertebrate their backbones apparently in this grand order huh. an s-shaped part yeah zygapophysis something like that yeah it's um but it's a part of the vertebra it's a part of the um bones in the backbone oh wait this has been challenged by genetic criteria Hmm. Huh. So not final answer, which I guess it was silly to think we would get a final answer yeah. on this episode. Anyway, considering that um, actual genetic study of of these animals is not um, as comprehensive as the historical study. And also just because science doesn't, doesn't get final answers, it gets more questions. Exactly. But I think that's something that's great about it. Yeah, it's always evolving. And I think it's really neat. I don't know. I just think it's really cool. It's wild to think that whales and raccoons, like, you hypothetically... I mean, I'm sure we're missing, like, fossil records along the way. Like, there is just literally so much time for whole species to go missing and be refound. Like, I don't know. It's just really neat that, yeah, they had a common ancestor that just, like branched off and now we have these totally different critters yeah so so going back to laura ciaferia it looks like that's last common ancestor is supposed to have 
become more animals around 76 to 90 million years ago. And then when it, going down to Scrotifera, that's 73 to 85 million years ago. So the most recent date we have, based on Wikipedia research, it says 73 to 85.5 million years ago. That long ago, whales and raccoons were the same animal. That's absolutely wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 75 million years ago was the Cretaceous? I think that's how you say it. Cretaceous period. Cretaceous, yes. Yeah, which lasted a very long time, from 145 to 66 million years ago. Yeah, I mean, like, so literally the last time they had a common ancestor, like, the dinosaurs were around. That's wild. That is wild. (laughs) But on the scale of geologic time, that's not even, like, compared to all of it. Yeah, that's, like, nothing, (laughs) amazingly. Even if we've picked two animals that that were less, um, that were not both mammals, it would have been way back further. This was, I think, so do you think we've we've learned something? Yeah, I think it's really neat. I'm glad that we looked this up, and I now want to do a whole deep dive <laughs> to see what mm-hmm. else, uh, what other cool things there are. Yeah, so... Um, Thank you for listening to this non-standard episode of Yelp Park's Pod. Um, we will have our planned episode about Petrified Forest National Park coming out in hopefully early December. But we wanted to put something out into the world in November. Yeah. Is there anything in particular you want to plug while we're here? While we're wrapping up? Um. Yeah, I mean, like... You know, thanks for anyone who listened for hanging out with us. I bet we'll say this again in the Petrified Forest episode, but Feeder Watch is happening from now until the end of April at feederwatch.org. You can contribute to citizen science by tracking the birds you see and giving bird scientists data on birds. Yeah, and I think that we should also definitely shout out that It's, you know, we're nearing the end of November, but November is Native American Heritage Month. So if that's something you want to find out more about, you can go to www.ncai.org, which is the National Congress of American Indians, to find out more and find out how you can learn more about what this month is, why we have it, why it's important. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you want to get in touch with us, we are yellparkspod at gmail.com. You can email us or you can reach us on Twitter as long as that exists. Yeah, as long as it's still around. At yellparkspod. And we're on Tumblr as uh, yellparkspod as well. I think then it's time for our final Yahoo. Yes. Yahoo! Yahoo.